Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Heidi Christensen. We recorded this back in August at the Centralia Campout in Centralia, Washington. Get Up in the Cool is listener-funded. Shout out to Karen Dale and Stephanie Knoll, who signed up on Patreon last week. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the weekly bonus tracks that come with your support level. Just plug your new custom Patreon link into your favorite podcast app and listen to an extra tune or song after each episode. To my listeners who aren't yet supporting the show, it's super easy. Just go to patreon.com slash getupinthecool, linked in the show notes, and choose a support level that you can sustain. Thanks for keeping the lights on. All right, enough business. Here's my interview and jam with Heidi Christensen. Enjoy.
Christensen, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. That was so nice. I haven't played a banjo duet in like, um, I don't know, a year and a half. Wow. It must have been. I guess. Yeah. Since, since the before times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is so wild that everyone has just agreed to that, that we're just going to be high fantasy about it. <laughs> <laughs> like post-apocalyptic. I love that. Nice. <laughs> Leaning into the camp. <laughs> so, I didn't have a whole lot scheduled for Centralia, but I, I don't have like a huge backlog because um, I'm trying to like catch up after a year of doing it all remotely. And I was asking people, who should I record at Centralia? And your name kept coming up. Every person I asked was like, you gotta have Heidi from Alaska, Banjo Heidi from Alaska. On. I was like, great, I'll find Banjo Heidi from Alaska. And. Uh, I was like, okay, a banjo episode. I'll probably, maybe I'll play a fiddle, uh, a fiddle tune or something. Maybe I'll like do a bunch of guitar backup. And then I met you, <laughs> and I found out that you're that you specifically prefer playing <laughs> with only banjo players. No, no, fiddles have their place. Fiddles have their place. But I do really enjoy playing with other banjos. Yeah. yeah. How did you how did you uh, figure that out? Well, we have a lot of banjo players in Fairbanks. It turns out, so it, you know, we're just we're blessed with a whole bunch of really awesome banjo players. And so, if you didn't like playing with other banjos, it would be a real bummer. Sure, I guess it would be, it's sort of like the banjo camp, <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, I have to say the what really my first experience with like a banjo ensemble was I I think I'd been playing for maybe just eight months or so and I'd seen um, good banjo players doing this thing with their thumb and I was like I think that's what I need to do next they're moving their thumb around and so I was like oh where where could I learn to do that and I found the the um, American banjo camp in Fort Flagler and so and I looked at the schedule and it's like oh look Ken Perlman's giving a class on double thumbing and drop thumbing I'm like that is probably what I need to learn and so I went to this the banjo camp and Adam Hurt was doing a session on on like um, uh, ornamentation, and so he'd sure. written out he like, would. eight versions sure, of yeah. old Malay hair with various different ornamentation types, and we went through each one. And there were I don't know like twenty-seven banjos in this in this All uh, session. Together. Well, well, no, we went through each one yeah. and, and learned the techniques, and then at the end, you got to pick whichever. Like it's like just play. You can pick one, or you can play them around back and forth, or whatever yeah. you want. It's like we're just going to play this tune over and over, and just play whichever variations you want. And it was like this. Oh, like there was just like all this banjo yeah. joy just circling around in the room. I'm like, that is amazing. Banjos are awesome. And uh, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's just something when banjos play together, you know, there's the resonation, like just the way that you make each other's instruments vibrate as well as your own. And so yeah. there's, I don't know, there's something special about having banjos playing together. And fiddles are okay too, and, and guitars and bass, and that's so fun too. So fun, yeah, yeah. But but I do I do enjoy the banjo ensemble. So yeah. So you had you've been playing for eight months when you went to this camp. How long ago? When, when did you pick up the banjo, and why? I you know I think it was um, I think it was around twenty twelve. And so I had I was dancing in a, a clogging group, the Appalachian Cloggers in Fairbanks. Appalachian. Yeah, yeah. Right. And um, <laughs> I, I wasn't really familiar with old time music at all. Um, 
but one of my friends from the clogging group is like, oh, hey, we're having a jam. You want to come over? I was like, oh, yeah, I play guitar. And I can, sure, I'll, I'll check it out. I was like, ooh, this is really fun. And so I started playing with a, a jam group in, just outside of Fairbanks in Esther, the Esther Jelly Jam. And Why is it called that? Uh, well, it's, uh, you know, it's a jam and why not well the jelly part yeah jelly and jam yeah. oh my god I... <laughs> different forms of the I you know, know you strain one and you don't strain the other <laughs> i wonder uh, if this will be preserved <laughs> for the record oh oh nice nice one if <laughs> <laughs> i redeem myself <laughs> yeah so I, w- I started playing playing guitar with that group and very welcoming bunch and um every once in a while um we do a we'd do a, a like a workshop of some sort and i'd start started thinking that oh you know the banjo is really cool but i don't even know how i'd start learning that and then um uh, we had a, a local a local banjo celebrity robin dale ford come in and do a workshop with us and it was like it was immediate like i'm like oh my god this is my soul instrument. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's just like it just the whole the whole motion of the claw hammer just felt really natural, and um, I was like, <gasps> and I haven't looked back since then. So I really I learned in the jam environment. Then I just you know, so we had that one workshop, and then I just would, would kind of play a little bit and learn some from Tab, and then um, after after oh yeah, so that fall it was that I went. So that was in February, and that fall I went to the American Banjo Camp and the rest of this history as it were. I think it's worth noting you said that the claw hammer motion felt natural. Mm. Because I think for a lot of people that's sort of like the main right. stumbling block. Yeah. And they say I don't get it. Yeah, especially guitar players. Especially guitar yeah, players, yeah. which you are. And yeah. were before. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I was just in the wrong <laughs> the wrong instrument. <laughs> But it's interesting. I taught my. I had two banjos on a vacation one time for. Long, it's a long story, but I happened to have two banjos when traveling with my parents in their RV, and I was like, "Oh, look, two banjos. We can we can play together." And so I taught my parents, you know, basic claw hammer, and and my dad, who played guitar before, he had a much harder time than my mom, who'd never played like a. You know, stringed instrument before and so she's like oh yeah cool <laughs> my dad's like oh I have to break my habits <laughs> so yeah I can always tell with uh, my students who's come come from guitar uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or who's coming fresh right. from nothing right or right something else you have a you blank know. slate and you can just yeah start with that yeah well what else do you want to play Oh, that's a good question. I should have thought. I should have thought about this in advance. But, well, I did uh, spring this on you about <laughs> an hour and a half ago. So I was like, "Oh, we'll just play tunes." Um, let's see. So another um, another one of my favorites is "Spotted Pony." Oh yeah, you like that one? I haven't played it for like <laughs> a few months. Probably. All right. Cool. Spot that pony.
I'm wondering if you've come across any guidelines for how to play in a banjo ensemble, an old-time banjo ensemble. Uh, because I'm, I'm sure, I'm thinking, you know, there's probably some listeners in the audience <laughs> who maybe have a, a, a Fairbanks-esque banjo to fiddle ratio. Uh-huh. <laughs> Meaning one to four approximately? Yeah. One fiddle to four yeah. benches? Yeah. And, and maybe they want to, you know, figure out how to navigate playing in that kind of ensemble and make it satisfying. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, come across any? So, I, you know, I don't really have any guidelines. Uh, I... I think the most important thing is to just have an open mind and enjoy the sound of other banjos. Like, you know, like. <laughs> have you tried liking banjo yeah, music? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good guideline. So, yeah, really, I mean, almost everyone plays a little bit differently anyway. So it's sure. not like even if you just all play the tune together without really thinking too hard about it, yeah. everyone's going to do something slightly different and it's all, you know. You know, it's old time. You're playing more or less sort of ish the same thing, and so it's like right. it's gonna fit together. So I I don't think about it to be honest. I'm not a I'm not a deep thinker. I like to play <laughs> and not think. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's good advice too. Uh, oh, those are great answers. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about like your approach to outlining the tune. So mm. far, I've only heard you play two tunes so far. Right, but. Uh, so far, you seem to, you have a very intuitive idea of which fiddle notes to omit or even work around in order to build the tune and have it be obviously like, oh yeah, it's spot it's that tune. <laughs> it's that tune without filling in every crack. Hmm. And I wonder if that might have something to do with... I, I think playing a banjo ensemble. Well, you know, I think it's m- even more because I learned how to play in a jam environment. So, like, I am not I'm <laughs> I'm not a cerebral banjo player. I, like, I I'm very bad at uh, going and sitting down with a tune and like woodshedding it. I'm not a I'm not a woodshedder. I I just like to play it more in the jam. <laughs> it's like, oh, play that one some more times. Yeah. And then I'll I'll pick it up. And so I tend to just fill in things, and it kind of advances as it goes. And I I don't, yeah, and so I think that might be more of what you're hearing is like, so I'm just taking what I'm hearing and filling in what I can at the time, <laughs> and, and as as I learn the tune better, I might fill in more, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. There's uh, not really a, 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 a thoughtful approach to it. It just sort of happens. Well, I, I, I sometimes found that, like, uh, I mean, earlier I was just doing an interview with a particularly notey tune that had some different pathways. The fiddler mm-hmm. was playing some different pathways. And and I, I was like, okay, I probably don't want to play all of these notes. I'm not exactly sure which ones I shouldn't play. I don't think I can play all of them. I'm not sure what to do. And it seems like you have... Um, Maybe you would classify it as like a non-cerebral approach <laughs> to, to the way you played it, but it seems like you've built up something of, a, of an intuition around how to build the tune and like how to pick up the things that are important. So I, I think the other 
maybe other part of this is I often play around the chords. So I, I tend to, you know, coming from the guitar background, I, yeah. I hear the chords. And so if I don't know the tune, I'll just kind of start with the chord structure and almost all the notes fall within the chord right. structure. And so if my fingers are already there, those are the notes that are definitely going to get high graded. <laughs> those are the ones that I'll play first sure. if they're already in the chord pattern. Like I don't really have to move around then. And so I just play them as they come up in the tune without having to search because they're already under my fingers because the chord is already is already there. That makes a lot of sense because it's like if there's like we're in D mm. um, and if the melody note you know, a spotted pony for instance uh, ends on an E da 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 you're probably already going to like you probably already know that the chord I'm it's already like in that chord. shape. Yeah, I'm already in that shape. And therefore, you're already playing the melody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the it's dictating it. Yep. And then if it's on the one chord, you probably just play an open string. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or or yeah. this one. Or that one. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a that's a good point. But I, yeah, t- I do come from it from from more the the chording yeah. perspective. So if you have like around a, that. You're listening for the harmonic tension and resolve of the tune, and maybe you're also listening to, is the melody going up or down, and the basic tempo and all those details. Am and I thinking about that, though? It seems I'm like not you are. thinking about really? that. Really? I don't, I don't think about it. I mean, I guess sure. it's, it's happening. I, yeah. yeah. I just don't think, Cameron. I just don't <laughs> think. I just do. <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> what should we, uh, what tune should we not think about? That's a good question. Can we tune a little bit? Of course. <laughs> and we don't have to stay in D. Oh, that's a good point. So it's getting to the time of the evening where my, my banjo is getting some buzzes because things are loosening up and whatnot. Oh, maybe we should play Boys and Buzzards Are Flying. We could go to A. Let's do that. That would like, be great. I, I, have I ever played that one without a fiddler? I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I, could, I, think I could pull it Yeah, up. great. Okay, let's do that. I don't know if I've ever done this as a banjo duet. I can't <laughs>
There's a lot of banjo players in Fairbanks. It's but true. In general, how far well, do people go to get together? And yeah, I mean, people like? are pretty far apart in the state, and so we don't see each other super often. In the summertime, like again, in the before times, in the summertime there were these little festivals that were just like randomly around the state where people would go and spend the weekend and just jam. And that that way you get the people, especially people who are on the road system, so Anchorage and Fairbanks and kind of in between. Um, people would come together and, and play tunes together in the in the um, summertime, just outside the all, road all night long. on the road system. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's a thing I take for granted. Yeah. The road system. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's funny because there's a huge contingent of old time musicians right camped right over there, yeah, I but they're it's also sort of Alaska. Flag yeah. Yes, Camp somewhere. Alaska, and um, that group is is from Southeast Alaska, and. I first met most of those people here at Centralia. Ah. Yeah, in 2014, I you know I hadn't been playing too long, and I was like, ah, I need to go and play at a you know, I need to go someplace to play more. Yeah. And so I came here. I didn't know anybody. I just showed up, and I met people from Alaska. And like, it's almost easier for us to meet here yeah, than somewhere in Alaska. Except in uh, in April, there's the Alaska Folk Fest, and that's what really brings people from the whole state yeah. all together. Um, that's an amazing festival, and it's just there's stuff going on on the stage all week in 15 minute increments, but also there's just jamming everywhere and all kinds of music. So really, just 15 minute increments. Absolutely, each act. Each act it doesn't matter how how what your status is. It's like, and you better get off and on in your 15 minutes, otherwise. No one like nudges it. If you do, you probably won't get a spot the next year. So, yeah. Or you're at risk of losing a spot for next year. Yeah, and so um, so there's no audition process. You just apply, and um, it's always a, a mix of new people. And, and oh, So it's not a bill. It's like oh, uh, you sign nope. up and you yep. entertain them. Yeah, it's from all over the, the state. state. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, you, have, you have to set up in that time, so you better be on top of it. And, uh, yeah. Yep, and so it's... Um, there's one headliner band that's usually brought up, and they okay. get like a whole like hour, hour and a half, or something like yeah. that. But everyone else, it, it doesn't matter who you are. You get your 15 minute slot, and then, 
and then but at the same time there's just jamming happening all over in the hotels and in the lobby and if it's nice outside outside and and then you just play all night long in your hotel what is nice outside in alaska in april well like it's not raining yeah yeah, southeast is is much. It's warm. So in Fairbanks, it wouldn't be nice to play outside at all. I don't, <laughs> but but I, in Juneau, it's much know warmer. Where so, in the state Fairbanks is? Well, here, let me show you the map of Alaska. Great. Okay, so Heidi's holding out like an L turned sideways. <laughs> so yeah, southeast Alaska is here. It's right next thumb. to BC. Great. Yep. And then Fairbanks is up in the middle of the state, and then okay, Anchorage on, is kind of like in the... one of the metacarpals yeah. <laughs> of the index finger. Yes, exactly. There's someone who, the who made a glove that has this the, yeah. the state of Alaska so map on it. So you this. Oh, no, this, everyone does <laughs> yeah, yeah. that. It's like, how else are you going to explain like where you are? Thanksgiving. And then Anchorage yeah. is like in the armpit there. It, yeah. yeah, the <laughs> armpit of the hands, for sure. <laughs> you, you might, maybe we should strike that from the... <laughs> I'm, I'm but, sure yeah. they're lovely. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, there are some very lovely old-time players in Anchorage. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, there are, I mean, Alaska has music pretty much everywhere in all different types. Pretty much, you know, you, you go someplace and there's somebody playing music of, of whatever type you probably play. So there's a lot of bluegrass and a lot of old-time, a lot of Irish music and, yeah, hmm. kitchen music, tunes where people kitchen get together. Music. It's like, you know, when you're in a place where it's kind of cold and dark in the winter, people tend to do have hobbies and get together with people who also have the same hobbies so if you can think of an obscure hobby there is probably a group in Fairbanks yeah. doing that thing and getting together or and then I would guess during the summer it's a lot e- probably a lot easier to sort of just like party all night yeah yeah you can play all night long and you don't even need a headlamp yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so That's I come here I'm like ah way. people go to bed so early it's like yeah. only two o'clock what <laughs> but you also need a headlamp to get your way back yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's play another tune. What, what's next on the tune Ooh, menu? Good question. But we don't have to play A tunes. We can play G tunes because there's no True, fiddler. true. That is true. So one of my favorites is uh, Dull Chisel. But again, I've not played that without a... Like, we could try it. Let's try it. <laughs> Uh, Gary Harrison getting some great Woo-hoo, representation true. on this episode. Yeah, <laughs> these are just the, the recent favorites from this yeah. week. So. <laughs> Thank you. 
Work. <laughs> 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 that tune has notes. <laughs> it does. It does Very have quite good. a few. It's like a number of notes. <laughs> but they all fall right in that chord. It's super, super easy. <laughs> well, Heidi, thanks for letting me put you on the spot oh, cool. and uh, agreeing to do this an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so lovely playing banjo duets with you. Well, you as well. This has been super fun. Thank you. I'm glad I caught you before uh, before you head back. Yes, thank yeah. you. What do you want to play for the last team? Whew. I have to think about Before it. Before my banjo gives out, and yours. Yeah, yes. It's getting uh, some special buzzes. You know what? Uh, I found um, my friend Julie. She's a power player. Oh, yeah. Percussionist. Mm-hmm. What she does, maybe you've heard of this. You turn the empty dryer on for like, you can't do this here. Can right. You? Turn the empty dryer on for like five minutes high heat. Mm, and, and then you, you put you it stick in. your banjo in oh. or your on or your whatever skin in there. And it you have to have a big whoop. dryer to fit a whole banjo. <laughs> you just gotta put. The, oh, <laughs> just gotta put the head part in. <laughs> I can't. You don't turn it on with it in there. That's for sure. I don't have laundry at home. I don't have running water, so I would have to go to the laundromat. That could be a production. <laughs> well, yeah. The other thing, you know, sleep it in your car yeah. <laughs> on a hot day, or my tent in this case. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe mm. I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think that's probably a cunning plan. <laughs> See, this, the problem is it's fine during the day. Yeah. It's just in the evenings that everything looks... Yes. Mm, yeah. doesn't take long. No, it does not. Especially for a banjo that's used to the dry climate of Fairbanks. And then oh, you come sure, down yeah. here. I was in Juneau earlier this spring. Or like in June, this summer, to go and visit one of my friends from Camp Alaska. It's and, a little wetter in Juneau. Oh, my goodness. My banjo, like all the... <laughs> All of the brackets just oh, no. completely went loose. Like every single one, yeah. I'm like, I have to tighten these like, <laughs> a centimeter each. So um, let's see, an eighteen. What's my, uh, my my friend Merrick uh, lives in Nevada, like out outside of Las Vegas, or maybe in Las Vegas. Um, but he uh, he ordered a, a banjo, uh, like a custom-made banjo from someone, and you know told them that it was Las Vegas. Uh huh. They, they set it up real loose so that when it came to Vegas... <laughs> but then he came to Banjo Camp in Portland. Right. And it just fell apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right, you I have to look at my... Here. Yeah, see what, what could... What a pretty little... Notebook. Isn't it, though? I think I got it in an it's airport somewhere. It's like a little Bible. Yeah, exactly. For tunes. Exactly. So because we're banjos, we can play A tunes. I mean, G tunes in A, which we're going to do. <laughs> Roscoe.
banjo duets. Can I send a shout out to all my banjo pals and fairbanks? Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. And if you're able, please help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional clawhammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.